0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Two Auburn portal targets committed elsewhere. What do the Tigers do next? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. We're dapping it up on a Wednesday. That means Daryl Dapbridge, Montgomery Radio Vet, hanging out with us on the Wednesday edition of Locked on Auburn. Daryl, two portal targets, specifically both offensive linemen that Auburn felt like they were interested in, both came into town on visits, committed elsewhere. Yesterday, Jerquan Scott, the former Southern Miss offensive lineman, has committed to Ole Miss. He's staying in the sip, is what he tweeted out. And then Bedford, who uh, jumped in the portal, then visited Auburn shortly after the former Indiana offensive lineman, he committed to Colorado. So now, new offensive lineman names are popping up left and right, Daryl, but two that we know of for sure are visiting this weekend and we like both of them. You and I like both of them. One is for uh, Fernando Carmona. Wow. I'm gonna start that over. Fernando Carmona Jr. from uh, San Jose State University. And the other is Vinny Scurry from Toledo. Daryl
0: you got to love an offensive lineman that has the first name Vinny because you know that we are going to – if he signs with Auburn, the My Cousin Vinny references are going to be off the charts. But, look, the Bedford thing surprises me a little bit. But I think what's happened is you, you, you look at some targets early on. Auburn can afford to be a little bit choosy with the offensive line, not like last year where they had to dive all in and take numbers. They can pick quality over quantity and be a little choosy. I know they like Bedford. But, look, there's not a team in the country that needs offensive line help more than Colorado. I'm a little surprised only because they signed the kid, you know, the big offensive tackle that was a five-star, and they've had two other transfer guys. But I think Auburn has kind of – you know, Scurry and Carmona have come on late after Bedford and Scott visited. And I've heard, as you have as well, from people that said Auburn really likes these two dudes better. And if you look at their grades and how they graded out last year – You know, I get it. I mean, I was one of those guys just a week ago that said, I'd rather see power five offensive linemen. But when you look at these dudes and their numbers, it it worked well with
1: Britain. Why not follow that same pattern? Sure, sure. And just looking at Carmona Jr., the San Jose State um, left tackle, who played all of his snaps at left tackle, all of his offensive line snaps at left tackle a year ago, 424 pass-blocking snaps, only gave up two sacks, Jenny Scurry of Toledo, similar, 412 pass rushing snaps, and he only gave up one sack all season. So obviously there's more to look at than that, and there's a lot of other factors to go into it, but just at surface level, you take that. You take that. Both these guys are experienced, and they're both kind of the tandem that we think Auburn's looking for. We think Auburn's going to go for an outside offensive lineman, an interior offensive lineman. These guys check those boxes with Carmona Jr. Uh, being a left tackle and then looking at Vinny Scurry being a left guard at their That's previous big. school.
0: That's big. And the point I wanted to make on that was, how. remember how we talked about continuity amongst the offensive line and not wanting to get guys to switch positions too much? If you're bringing in two new guys, let them play the same side together, the left side, which is the most important side, offensive tackle and left guard, You don't have to disrupt who might be used to playing with each other on the right side. Again, left side, very, very crucial for a right-handed quarterback. And both of them do a really good job in pass pro. Uh, I want, you know, as far as run graders, that'd be interesting to see. But I love the fact that you get two guys that come in to the most crucial side that grade out really high and let them kind of get used to each other. And here's the key, Zach. We've heard this theme for the last week, and this will continue with that you get them in here on campus to start classes in January. Right. You would have They would have the whole spring and then summer practice to get acclimated.
1: Yeah, January 10th is that magical date that, uh, that we're going to be referring to over the next several weeks. There's no question about it. And then some people are asking, well, what about Dylan Wade? What about Dylan Wade, who started at left tackle at Auburn uh, all last season? And we're assuming that he's staying. Until I hear an announcement, I'm going to act as if He's staying. I think Keontae Scott, Eugene Asante. um, We'll put Marcus Harris in this conversation. Jarquez Hunter, Dylan Wade. These were kind of those guys. It's like, man, it'd be huge if Auburn could get those guys. We'll talk more about Keontae Scott in a moment, Daryl. But Dylan Wade, I think he's very important. I think the best case scenario. I've said it over and over and over again. I'm pretty sure you agree. The best case scenario for Auburn's offensive line next year is Dylan Wade has the opportunity to scoot into guard. I think it helps Dylan Wade. As well, I think the NFL is going to see him more as a guard than an offensive tackle. And if you bring in Carmona from San Jose State University, I think he wins that left tackle spot. And I think it allows Dylan Wade to scoot inside. I don't know if I'm with you as far as putting the two new guys on the left side. I don't know if that matters as much. We'll see. But Dylan Wade at left guard or right guard, we'll see how that fits. And then Vinny Scurry is the other one. Connor Lewitt center. Two Tom Miller at right tackle, Auburn's offensive line becomes one of the stronger units on this team. I think if that if ever if all of that falls into place.
0: Yeah. And then you've got guys like Muskrat backing up right. And the and, and I think that the uh the new the JUCO kid that committed yesterday could be a guy that's a depth piece and go in the two deep. And send Willfield, a yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, y- you can just go down the list now, and now you've got deep you've got some depth. You go to a true two deep. And if you want to win in the SEC and you want to compete for playoffs and championships, you're going to have to do that at the line of scrimmage. And they're definitely cobbling that together.
1: So a guy I was very excited about on the offensive line, Mac Pounders, he posted a lot on his Instagram how great it was to be in Auburn and put a lot of pictures up there. He's now visiting Missouri next, and then I believe he's also scheduled to go to Mississippi. He's State. going to Mississippi
0: State. He's going to Mississippi State next, and then Missouri January fifth.
1: Got it. Okay, so I got those so mixed Mississippi up. State
0: will be first. Yeah.
1: So that leads me to think Auburn didn't put the full court press on him. Is that an okay yeah. assumption? I, I it, can't it, imagine it Auburn waiting believe, that long.
0: Yeah, it leads me to believe they have their guys they want that target, and they feel really good about. I feel like they got a couple of dudes they've targeted that they want. And I think they feel pretty good about these two dudes. And so that's why you're seeing lukewarmness when it comes to Bedford and Scott and make no mistake about it. I I get it. Ole Miss wants to celebrate every little thing and talk about how, you know, Lane Kiffin put you freeze in a locker. Auburn backed off Scott. And the reason why they backed off Scott is because they had guys that they liked better. Nothing wrong with that. It's just, Players do it. Coaches do it. It is what it is.
1: Yeah. And somebody told me Carmona really likes Auburn. Like he really wants to be here. And I think that's. Well, he's been
0: here. He's been here. Don't don't underestimate the fact that guys like that, like Britton, that played at Western Kentucky and played at Jordan Hare in front of that crowd, Carmona, Carmona did the same thing two years ago with San Jose State. I guess that's a good point. So, you know, one. when they see it and they are able to see it up close and experience it live, Yeah, you can do all the visits you want. But when you play in Jordan Hare, it's pretty special. And even opposing players see it. And so that's probably one of the draws.
1: Yeah. We mentioned Dylan Wade, his return, his potential return, his hopefully eventual return, very important. But we know that Keontae Scott's return is happening. And it's huge, Daryl in several ways outside of just him returning to the football field. We'll discuss that in just a moment right here on locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Daryl FanDuel has Auburn as two and a half point favorites over Maryland in the Music City Bowl. I like that. I like that line right now. I'm leaning towards an Auburn cover there.
0: Yeah, the two and that, a that, that half points a big deal, isn't it? I mean, that's a, you know, you can, when you see a McPherson field goal, there it is. And then mm-hmm. that that that's exactly what you would need. So, And especially do, from a kid that hasn't missed one.
1: That's right. That's right. Despite getting um, Snub. disrespected Snub. Uh, over and over yes. and over again. That's right. Yeah. So right now, new customers uh, on FanDuel, they can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now's the time to do it. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. To kick off your sports winnings, FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. Daryl, can you imagine buying any Auburn gear anywhere else other than Alumni Hall?
0: No way. It's, it's no the way. It's the place way. to go, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you love selection. You love versatility. You love all Auburn sports. Come on, there's no other option. Alumni Hall is the place for you. They've got convenient locations in Auburn, Opelika. And in Huntsville, you'll have reached out and said, the Huntsville location is great. I believe you. I believe you. It's not Auburn. Yes. Refer- You've been to the Huntsville one.
0: Yeah, I, I have. I ate dinner right like 30 feet from it. Didn't realize it and said, oh, my gosh, there's Alumni Hall. So I went and checked it out. It's phenomenal. It's a great store. It really is. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so all their stuff officially licensed. Uh, it's priced great. So be sure to check out all of them. And, if, hey, if you can't make it a physical location, go to uh, alumnihall.com. Dale Keontae Scott's return is huge. Obviously he's a very good defensive back and you and I've already kind of had the back and forth on. Is he going to be in the middle of the field? Is he going to play stars? Is he going to play safety. Is he going to play corner, which Auburn has not listed as a corner. So we'll see. Um, with, with DJ James and Nehemiah Pritchett gone, I think that's obviously an interesting conversation that we will have several times leading up to spring, but it's bigger than that. Keontae Scott's return is bigger than that. If we were to go out and get Keontae Scott in the transfer portal, we would be rejoicing. There is not a defensive back in the transfer portal better than Keontae Scott. This is on to victory, stepping up, doing the job that needed to be done to retain talent that was borderline, you know, day two, day three NFL draft picks and keeping them on Auburn's roster. This is a huge win. And we need to treat this like we just picked up a transfer portal, elite transfer portal safety or corner change, defensive back.
0: Yeah, when he came to Auburn two years ago, he came as the number one rated JUCO corner. Right. And, you know, he didn't, didn't play. He played some, but really came into his own this year. in The return game and the, the tackling aspect, how he is in space, it is a huge. It's it's like going out and getting one of the best corners in the in the transfer portal. And, again, this is a guy that we know is good in the system, can bring multiple facets with the return game and everything else. So wherever they put him, you know, I think Auburn will utilize him. I I just wonder if they've got him listed as a corner, and you and you graduate two corners. Why not slide him opposite of Lee? You've got Donovan Kaufman. You've got the JUCO. Is it Patterson? The uh, um, yeah, Juan Patterson. The, yeah, the safety. I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's special. That's a big when when you start. I can remember the the teams that Auburn really when they came back and had a lot of success in a particular season is when they returned players that people thought were going to leave. Biggest example is 2004 when Caddy and Roddy Brown came back. But there have been other years where key players decided, I'm not going to test the draft waters. I'm going to return. And that's usually when Auburn has a really good year.
1: Yeah, and it's Laquan Robinson. I think you did this the last time you came on too. I did. Yeah, I yeah, did. La- Laquan yeah. Robinson and maybe K.J. Bolden. Maybe K.J. Yes. Bolden yep. as a starting safety. And I do wonder how much, how they use Keontae is impacted also. Like, can they get a starting caliber cornerback or was that them going out to get a starting caliber corner? Uh, We'll see. We'll see over the next few weeks. Um, As far as guys not coming back news breaking, actually, as we're recording this, Marcus Harris will not return. Um, We all kind of assume that, uh, but he declares for the NFL draft. So, There we go. I don't think that was that's really news, but I guess it's news in the fact that it's now been said and it's out there and it's official. And so Auburn losing a big, massive piece up front. This is one of the many reasons why we talked up the importance of defensive line in the transfer portal is because we assumed that this was going to happen. And now we're here. And so now it's like, okay, can Auburn get some pieces to step up? It uh, seems like Jason Jones will be coming back. We'll see if we get official word from him. Um, Rodgers, Justin Rogers, is going to be in an interesting situation. We haven't heard word from him. It seems like his future at Auburn's kind of up in the air. We'll see what he chooses to do. Um, but Auburn's got to do something up front, and I don't know if it's getting help from a, a true freshman or, or or what it may be. But this is, um, I mean, this is, I mean, Marcus Harris leaving is a big deal.
0: Uh, you know, the last two days, we've talked about the McClellan kid from Florida, but the last two days I've really heard a lot of Auburn putting the full court press on that massive defensive lineman from Michigan State, the kid that's in the portal from Michigan State. Um, yeah. Again, his name, there's so many guys, Zach, as you know, that go in and out of the portal, so all these names staying together. But the kid from Michigan State, apparently Auburn's putting a really a full court press on. I think he's planning a visit and I think that they're very high on him and feel good about him.
1: Yes. I loved, I love his game. He was one of the first guys that I talked about when, um, uh, when he entered the portal and, uh, I'll find him in a second, but they're going to need somebody like that, Daryl, when it's all said and done. And until they land that a, a guy like that, um, it's going to be a concern and it should be a concern because I think this is probably the position group that's most in limbo right now. I think you feel good about linebackers. I think you see a clear path as far as defensive backs go. Um, Defensive line, I think is going to have a ways to go when it's all, uh, when it's all said and done. And so I think this is one certainly worth watching.
0: Zeke Walker's another one that can return. And then it's interesting. What do you do with Falk? You do take him and let him play defensive end or defensive line, which is more of his natural. I know he played some edge last year as well, but I think Falk is a guy you balk him up a little bit and
1: he's going to play on the defensive line
0: for you as a sophomore.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm having such a hard time finding this guy's name.
0: I thought it was started with a D, his last name, but you know, I called Robinson Patterson. So I'm trying not to push my luck tonight and just, uh, refer to the school that they go to. I remembered McClellan. He was early. You know, we talked about him early Derek on. Derek Harmon. Gosh, that was Derek me crazy. Derek well, Harmon. His name did start with a D. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, well. All right. But yeah, Derek Harmon's a guy that I liked. Uh, he's one of the first guys I highlighted in one of the first Transfer Portal shows that, that, that we did. So we'll certainly see. And I don't know. I think he's got some Marcus Harris in him. I think he can attack from the three. I think he can play some five if you need him to. So we'll see we will certainly see what um, what he's able to do. And then while we're talking about kind of fringe guys returning or not, Eugene Asante, that's going to be another one. I'm expecting him now to stay. I think he's going to put in an announcement at some point to stay. Daryl, and that's another one where it's like if Eugene Asante chooses to stay, we need to treat that like Auburn went out and got an elite top tier linebacker in the transfer portal and I hope fans act accordingly with that.
0: And I love love the way Austin Keys came on towards the end of the year. So those two backs side-by-side in the linebacker room is big, big for Auburn. You solidify that defense to second year in the program. Keys and Asante really started feeding off each other and playing. Remember, Auburn's defense changed a little bit when Keys came back and started playing. And next year you hope he's 100% healthy, doesn't have to play with that, you know, cast or whatever. So it'll be the linebacker room, which was a huge question mark last year. Will be pretty solid, especially good God with the recruits that are coming in.
1: Yeah, with the depth and and all of a sudden you can rotate in Demarcus Riddick and uh, and and um, and DJ and all of yeah. a sudden it's like okay, there's depth, there's a vision of the future here, and I think there's going to be a lot to be excited about with the linebacker room. Speaking of recruits, Ryan Williams, I guess the newest 2024 um, target because he he reclassified earlier this week. There's some news. There's some news regarding Ryan Williams. Can Auburn flip the Alabama commit? We'll discuss in just a moment right here unlocked on, on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the best place to hire. Um, if you're, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, with a B, billion professionals that makes it the best place to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive. It's quick and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. They respect your time. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero term mowers and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
1: About a few minutes as we are japping it up on this Wednesday. Daryl Dappert's joining the show a few days earlier than normal. Ryan Williams, uh, continues to be the most talked about recruit, especially in the state of Alabama, long time, Alabama commit and look, Auburn, this coaching staff, they are not backing down. And in fact, he was supposed to have multiple visits scheduled this weekend, but now he's just coming to Auburn because he was, um, he was a late addition to the, is it the Alabama, the Alabama, Mississippi all-star game. Am I getting the right yeah. two states? Yeah. And so because of the timing of that, he's not going to Alabama anymore. Does that help? Does that help the Auburn Tigers?
0: Yeah, as reported uh, by Jeffrey Lee and Justin Hokinson on On3, the original plan was for Ryan Williams to go to Alabama on Saturday and then come to Auburn on Sunday with Auburn getting the last visit, which is, you know, significant in my mind. Now, I'm not predicting any flips. I'm not saying I, I have intel. I'm just saying if you want to play this recruiting game the way it needs to be played, you sure would like the last visit. Well, then he gets added to the Alabama-Mississippi all-star football game because he reclassified, and that's Saturday. And so now he's not going to Alabama. He is coming to Auburn on Sunday. Interesting, very interesting. And so I think that's a good turn of events. What that means, we'll find out, we'll know. You know, all indications are we keep hearing he does not want to sign until February, which is rare that kids sign on that, what used to be the normal signing yeah. day. Now is the later one. But that's a good turn of events for Auburn. And we should give a little bit of a hope if you want to flip somebody that that's, you know, getting the last visits big.
1: Yeah. And I'm curious to see, you know, how many more visits he takes to Auburn, how many visits he takes to Alabama. These aren't officials. So he's still going to take all four of his official visits. That seems to be the most assumed plan. And both Auburn and Alabama will be on that list. We'll see who else is in in the running. But this certainly seems like an Iron Bowl battle between Auburn and Alabama. So uh, the fact that Auburn has... Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, I read somewhere numerous places that his official visits, Auburn gets the last one. And I've read that on three different websites or three different report beat writers saying that. Now, whether that holds true or not, you know, that that can change like the wind. I mean, but right as of right now, Auburn is scheduled to get the last official.
1: Is it is it weird to you that he had his press conference? And everybody knew that his press conference was just him reclassifying, which we've known that for months or assumed that for months. But isn't it weird that Auburn's staff was the only staff that showed up? Isn't that odd to you?
0: That's odd unless Alabama just feels like they didn't need to that they're that confident that he is you know he's already committed to them and he's gonna stay that they already know what the deal is. I, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of different ways to look at that. You could look at it like you know Auburn was the only staff there that that's good for Auburn or you could look at it like Alabama felt like they didn't need to show up because the hay is in the barn. I don't know. this this look what I've seen over the last three or four days just on social media with me and you are privy to, with how these players troll schools and all that, it's just it's becoming uh, you need a scorecard yeah. just to keep up with that kind of stuff. So, you're right. who you're right knows? You Who right knows?
1: Alright, uh, as far as some programming notes coming up, tomorrow night, it's going to be a very bu- or I guess tonight, excuse me, tonight, Wednesday night, is going to be a very busy time on the channel and in um, the podcast feed, depending on how you're consuming this content, but we're going to have a uh, locked-on SEC-wide schedule reaction show. That'll be at 7 o'clock Central Time. Then Auburn starts their basketball game at 8 o'clock. You and I will go live after that's over, probably a little after 10. I believe I have my times right on that day. Oh, no, God, Auburn, wrong no, wrong
0: Auburn plays at 7 tomorrow.
1: Okay, 7 yeah, tomorrow. Play, that makes sense. i Eastern seven. time most of the week, so that, that makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, on Saturday when Auburn plays – We will um we'll go live after Auburn USC.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, content, you know, whatever you want to get from basketball to scheduling. Right here, it's going to be great. It's a busy. I mean, think about it. The trifecta right now with everything that's going on. You got the portal. You got early signing day. And oh, by the way, Auburn's getting ready for a bowl game. Bowl practice will start, so it's a great time to digest all this content and be an Auburn fan.
1: Yeah, scheduled to talk to Jason Jones and Hank Brown on Thursday, so I'll put those up probably Friday, maybe a bonus show on Saturday to preview practices starting on Saturday um, for this team as they get ready for the Music City Bowl. Daryl, in the meantime, how can people check out everything that you've got going on?
0: Follow me on X, DAP6410, Monday mornings and Tuesday afternoon, various shows on the Auburn Network, and people will see a lot of me this week with you.
1: Yep, that's right. That's right. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything, both on the YouTube channel and however you get your podcast. We will see you later today. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.
0: Download the Amazon Music app today.